tipping over. Okay, now, on this one... Was he half demon or was this fake? No, hold on, hold on. On this one, no, he did die. So <laughs> God killed him. On this one, all the Israelites were warned that the human body was not able to connect with the ark. Okay. Stupid rule. Stupid rule. <laughs> Is it one? Now hold Dude, on. Hey, hold you on, know what, guys? I believe this arc here, but don't touch it. Let's or on. I kill you. Let's modernize this. Let's modernize this. Hey, this is a nuclear reactor. Don't put your hand on it it's or you might arc. die. There was no nuclear anything back then. How do you know that? Because you gotta that? put it back How in context. Because you, you gotta put it, there was no nuclear <laughs> arc reactors. What? Back then, Juice, the, the symptoms were very similar to yes. that of a nuclear reactor. Yes, you would no get way. like cancer. Yes. <laughs> Listen, it's an arc. It did not. Wait, no. What do you think an arc is? Um, like the one thing in Indiana Jones. Yes, very good. Thank very you. good. Yes. <laughs> I'm so glad. Thank you. you. Wow. So glad you're up on your pop culture. <laughs> <laughs> but did, well, I guess they killed everyone that looked at it that day. No, no, no. no. Well, that's a movie, but. <laughs> But, oh, that no. wasn't historically accurate? Oh, <laughs> I need to study again? I mean, if you want to say that Indiana Jones is a real person, then... <laughs> Destroying my childhood right now. We could talk about a lot of things, but leave Harrison Ford out of this. <laughs> <laughs> Rule number one, leave Harrison Ford out of this. They are making um, a new Indiana Jones, by the way. See it? I did. Really? I wow. can't with him? wait. Yeah, with him. Like, Gosh, I better be He's wait. older than Moses yeah, right I know, now. right? <laughs> Still ripped. He's like, dude's awesome. Um, Harrison Ford's Harrison Ford. He's just awesome. Apparently, uh, what about these foreigners <laughs> that weren't worshiping God? He um, killed them with lions. Two Wait, kings. Do you, do you have 1725? like? Do you have an actual reference or? Yeah, two kings. Seventeen twenty-five. Death by lion. Two kings. Uh, I would have to actually. I would have to go back and read that one. All Death right. by lion. I like ah. this game. Let me uh, ask. Right. One. Right. Yeah. Gumby. <laughs> yeah. New Testament. Mm-hmm. Um. Couple that lied about the money they got for selling their house, they only donated part of it oh, to Paul. Oh, this is a good one. God strikes and Ananias, them dead. right? Is that the name? Yeah, Ananias and Sapphira, right? Where they have demons? Yeah. Uh, Question. Yes. How, how do you reconcile? That's in the New Testament. Mm-hmm. So God, I don't yeah. think they'd be half demons. Nope. And was how, it allegory? The allegory? Not, how do you feel about that? Allegory. So that actually happened. So wait, God wait, wait, killed them because they didn't donate all the money to... No, they lied about... They said they did, but they actually they oh, lied to the Holy Spirit. Did she like drop or something? They she lied dropped, to the Holy and then they talked to the husband, and then he dropped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If Christ did it, like if he like put his hands on her and choked her, then I'd have a real problem with it. <laughs> right. That'd be but awesome. But the fact that quote unquote God did it, okay. uh, it doesn't shock me that those stories still exist. Yeah, it's stupid though. Why would you kill someone for lying? Like that's not well. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. That's a good one. Thank is, you, Mike. It is actually a really good one. And we should actually cover You know what we should do? We should talk about it right now. Right. We should cover it right now. This episode is really supposed to be just about the wars it's, of Joshua. I know, because you, you led me down that path because you knew you had an easy answer with the half-demon thing. <laughs> so that's why I did that speed round, was I wanted to know what was an allegory and what wasn't half-demon so I could have, find just more? a human being. Though There was more, yeah. But, but that, I was just good, trying to find a good one. This okay, is a good okay. one. Mike, it is a really to, good one. To directly answer your question, that that is not inconsistent with the God of the Old Testament. It really isn't. But it is inconsistent loves with what te- uh, Jesus taught. Yeah, God or, will kill you no, in a drop of a I'm, hat. He don't care. I'm actually, <laughs> he's fine. Honey badge don't care. Honey badge don't care. But uh, I'm actually going to disagree. 
That's the family version. <laughs> right? <Yeah>. Right? <laughs> anyway, all right, so back Moving to the on. podcast. Um, <laughs> yes. We were talking about the guy that didn't lie to God about don- donating the money. Yes, but that is actually not inconsistent. If you go back and you listen to Jesus' own words, what is the one sin he said will not be forgiven? Blasphemy? Lying to the Holy Spirit. Blasphemy. No, 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 no. But that's the one thing not forgiven. Blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. I don't know what that means. They lied to the Holy Spirit. You're, uh, yeah, no, that is not what. But that's Jesus' own words. That's Jesus' own words. The only sin that will not be forgiven is blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. If you go forward so, uh, in the tent, but think about he the says, you have that. lied to the Holy Spirit. He's, that's what he says. What, what, what is the message behind that? What, why did they die specifically? Mike? Because they lied to the Holy Spirit. Why? Because so, of what action? Lying. So that's, it's okay to kill people when they lie to you now? literally lying. So the tax collector... Mm-hmm. That cheated people and stole from people. Yes. That invited Christ to his house. Was not a believer. So if you are a believer and you lie, then you die. But Punishable by death, yeah. But, and so if you're a non-believer and you lie, that's okay because you're a non-believer? Absolutely. Well, the strange some, thing some, is... Makes sense to me. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> well, you're just held... So you're held to a, a, a higher standard. I mean, I mean, that's really what it comes down to, is you okay, are held well, to a higher standard. Who, who was technically a believer then? Well, Ananias and Sapphira were. In Christ? Yeah. They were believers. They had just given their property to the church and then kept some of the funds for themselves, but then lied and said that they had not done that. Now, and mind you, in the text, he had said, if you wanted to keep some of the money... All you had to do was say you wanted to keep some of the money. Just be honest. That is literally what he says in the text. It seems kind of so a small thing to kill someone over. To say that Jesus condoned that or even promoted that is... Uh, I, in his defense, well, he wasn't there at the time, but... <laughs> well, yeah. the weird thing is, using that argument, I would say, is that we're all living in sin at the moment, and to kill them is not really... Not really... You, it, to me, sinning against the Holy Spirit, the sin will not be forgiven, but it doesn't say immediately die. You know what I mean? So yeah. that's, is that a little bit conjecture, you think? Well, Are you putting that? Not only, so let's, let's look at it at this point, too. What a stupid thing to not forget. We're, why is that the worst? Like, why is it rape? Like you uh, know, why 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 does he ever kill rapists? Yeah, like I don't know. Well, actually, I think he did it. Christ, he was, I was but, gonna say that. Yeah, yeah. he did it. Like, yeah. but, like, um, <laughs> but why is it? Yeah, like he's gonna kill this person over lying. But like, it is inconsistent because Christ was willing to forgive those who believed in him and those who did not believe him when he was on the cross. Yes, him. Yes, but his own words were, "Anything you say against the Son of Man will be forgiven, but not when you speak against." The Holy Spirit. He said that. That's his own words. But was it the Holy Spirit supposed to come? Was that before Pentecost? No, no. That's that after, after Pentecost. Pentecost. That's after Pentecost. So. Yeah, I, I just go back. I mean, this, this is where I draw similarities between the Old Testament and the New Testament, is that God does things for us to talk about them today. Absolutely. He does things to teach lessons, even though they might be lessons that are hard to understand. Mm-hmm. Um. I think these things happen, and whether they're allegory or not, you know, what happened in Egypt, 
you know, firstborn sons die, that sounds horrible. We talk about the power and the infinity of the power today, but I don't know what death looks like. Like, if I were to try to maybe put my own green and red string through things, I'd go back to the story of Job, where, you know, they were all reunited, and he was actually doubled in possessions. Like, like we can't tolerate death because it takes something from us. But we don't understand the concept of eternity. Maybe it's a promotion, a sudden promotion with things. You know, if you were innocent, God takes you off the earth. God's that's would be unjust. And that's actually a good thought because is there a better promotion than entering into yeah. your own existence on the other side? And that's, that's why I that's, feel like most people. I, I feel like a lot of people lean towards religion because they want that to be true. That's exactly. I can't argue with that. That's exactly the same uh, justification that the PhD holding Dr. Lane Craig uh, held for the Canaanites. You like that guy, don't you? Children at the time. <laughs> he said that uh, actually them, by being slaughtered, was actually good for them because they were going into eternity. That's kind of reading it in between the lines, I think. <laughs> I, I, I would agree Yeah, with but that. I mean... When they want to crack at being a... So, but but who gets to make that? Up, no. Today, who gets Not to make that distinction? I mean, you know, look at the one million Iraqis that died because of our war. Yeah. How many right. of those do you think were actually military combatants? Yeah. It, did we do but, them a favor by sending them into eternity? Well, potentially. Okay. No, but accidentally. Before no, we digress, why, why would you say not? Because our children are not there. Yeah. That's their land. Be, before we digress too far. Um, can we digress? Oh, I, I want to keep. Yeah. <laughs> no, this is a good one. Because it's easy for us to say, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, we no, did no. A favor. And, and this is actually in line with that. No, um, it's and it's actually in line with what George just said. Um, when when he says he believes that people create religion because they believe that potentially they're afraid of death. Yes. Okay. Okay. Let's go with that. I have a friend who is a complete and utter atheist. All right. He doesn't care if he dies. He's told me that. Does not care if he dies. He said, "I'm gonna." So I have an, an eternity. I have an eternity of peace. I don't care. Okay. His father recently passed away. Now his father was a staunch Catholic. All right. His father recently passed away, and his father recently visited him, and actually came to him in the middle of the night, and said and told him, "It's all right, son. I'm okay." Everything is okay now. Where I'm at, I'm at total peace. Never happened. It. I'm. I'm <laughs> telling you, this is an atheist. How do you, this is an no. atheist. Saying your friend's a liar, or he made it. Up, or he's a dream. No, but that I'm, didn't I'm, actually happen. I'm telling you, he's an atheist. Then why haven't all of our dead relatives like come and told us that? Well, why hasn't my cousin? Okay, that was the worst. You know what? A little deep. But the worst moment I ever saw was uh, my. Uh, Cousin brain dead in a hospital. Okay. And, I, and they had to make a decision to like pull the plug and then he passed away. That right. was like the worst thing I've ever seen. Okay. Why why isn't my cousin flown down here? And I, like, hey, I'm at peace. And make ahead, me happy. Gummy, go ahead. To I mean to you know, to kinda of side with you, Aaron. I mean, I don't know about Wait. cousins. I know, I know. Sorry. <laughs> That's actually very common with, with, with uh, right people who lose their fathers or mothers. Yeah. They often see them in, in their... We call not, it... Because we, everyone loses their mother and father sooner or later. Gumby. We call it a dream. All right, never mind. But let me tell you, Sorry. I've had the most realistic dream of my father being 
I swear I could just reach out and touch him. I'm not saying it's true or not. I don't know if it's true or not. And I'm sure that's just me grieving and not knowing how to deal with that grief. Whatever it is, it feels real. It felt more real to me in the dream than actually when I woke up and had to go do the dishes. I have have another friend. Um, and he, he actually is a believer, not a, not a staunch one, but <laughs> he believes there is an afterlife of some sort. So <laughs> I hope there and, is. I hope I'm, I hope I'm wrong. Right. And, and his mother passed away and, and like her thing was, was the number five. She loved the number five and <laughs> she loved, I think it was, what was it? Lilacs? Lilacs. And so, and he actually had a lilac bush in his, in his yard that would never bloom. It just wouldn't bloom. On the day she passed away, five lilacs bloomed. And he's thinking, ah, oh, this has to be a coincidence. There's no it's, way. It's a cute story. It's a coincidence. So then on the day of her burial, he's there, and, you know, everything's done. He says his piece. And he's walking away, and a $5 bill blew directly in his path. He picks it up, and he's like, that's really weird. There's no way. that it, it, It's still coincidence. Goes to the gas station to fill up. There's a $5 credit sitting on the gas pump. <laughs> on the gas pump. And so he goes in and adds the extra $5 to the gas pump. And he's like, at this point, he's like, I'm sorry. It's not coincidence. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a cute story. And I wish it was true. I wish it was it. It is true. It's not, well, I can, no. I can, you can ask him. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's I'm true. Saying, but it's not... I'm saying his mother that's, didn't make the fives in the lilac. That's a lot of just, fives in a row. Just happens. Like, I don't know. Um, you know. Sometimes you just don't notice it until stuff like that. You know what? Um, you ever, like, that's the thing about um, 11-11. You guys ever, you yeah. guys have to that? Yeah. I never noticed it before. Then someone's like, you know, 11-11, make a wish. Now, all the time, like, I'll look at the clock. I'm like, oh, it's 11-11. Holy crap. Right? And I'm just saying, it kind of just got brought to my attention, and then I started to recognize that. Okay. So I'm saying, maybe these fives were showing up. In his life before, but then now that there's extra That's, meeting, his mom was gone. He was looking for him. Five right now I'm looking for flowers. Five flowers blooming. Five credits on a. Who pulls into a gas station? I'm sorry. Who pulls it? There's never five credits on a gas pump. Why I have, not give him five have, million dollars? I have not five never. Dollars for the gas I credit. have. Thanks a lot, mom. That was actually his next question. Yeah. <laughs> He actually did ask that question in the air, but, <laughs> but it's like, it's like, have you ever, anybody here, have you ever pulled into a gas pump and had credits on the gas no. pump? Ever. Anybody here? Anybody? I haven't. Let's say it's hard no. Okay. Yeah, he pulls in, there's five credits on a gas pump. I don't even know how that happens. How do you get five credits on a gas pump? It was like pump? negative five or something. No, no, he pulled in, and it literally was plus five, and he pulled it out, and it was pumping. He had five credits on the gas pump. Mm. How does that happen? <laughs> I mean, that shouldn't be possible, but it happened. Mm. So, I mean, we can, we, can say, we can be naysayers, but if we weigh the evidence, all these things happening in the same day... No, I'm sorry. There's no way. Yeah, not, not coincidence. Not coincidence. What's that? It's cute. I, I wish it's true, but it's not. Like it's George, you don't believe in any sort of spiritual realm? No. Yeah, I don't want to say that. I, okay, I guess I will say this is that, you know, um, you know, I come here saying that I'm agnostic, that, hey, you know what, maybe there is something I just, we just don't know. Um, so, right. I can't totally 100%. I hope I'm wrong. Like, yeah. So maybe there is. Again, I don't know. Yeah. 
So yeah, it's complicated. I mean, I've had some experiences, some that are, you know, more like hallucination type things. Not LSD. No. no, one was after spending some time with people smoking weed. I wasn't smoking weed, but maybe secondhand. But it was a weird life-saving experience, you so I can't... dirty dog, you. Someone, <laughs> I someone did called the FBI. My <laughs> did. God, the children. <laughs> um, so, you know, there's, so always, there's always a way to doubt. You know, that's all I'm saying, is there's hmm. always... There's a lot of doubt. You can always thing. find doubt. And... Um, the whole biblical concept that you have to believe 100% for miracles to happen isn't true. I've had a miracle happen, and I didn't believe, you know, and, and so because of... Can you tell me your miracle was? Or is it too deep? No, it's actually, I thought it was too minor to even be worthy of God's touch, but I, I broke my mm. tibia plateau. I um, needed it screwed back together and playing football, and I like to run, and I like to be fit, but I always had this... About two years after it happened or a year after it happened, I just had this consequence of it. It hurt every day, you know, but minor pain. You know, I walked down the stairs differently. Nagging. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, arthritis type feeling. Um, so I was at a, a like a prayer group or something afterwards, just a, a once in a while, like the church will call people. They had a circle. This young couple was leading it, and they asked for people that needed healing, and no one came forward. And I'm going to... I'm embarrassed for people like that in that situation, you know? So I'm like, well, or I'll sacrifice myself for the team. You know, I'll go forward and like ask for prayer because I didn't want them standing alone. Um, but this injury and is something I live with, and it's nothing God's going to have time to deal with. But I was also dealing with, you know, struggles of the heart, you know, like, like sinning and stuff like that. So I asked for prayer for the heart and prayer for my knee. You know, if you know where the tibia plateau, it's just below the knee. And, um, is it hanging out of the skin? It wasn't hanging out of the skin, yeah, just, <laughs> no. but, um, that would have been a miracle. <laughs> that uh, and so it was all healed and the surgery went great, you know, but so they start praying first, Steve Bloom, one of our, our colleagues here on, on the show prayed for my heart. And, um, another church member started praying for my knee and, and he put his hand on my knee and his hand caught warm and i'm like ah, his hands getting warm of course it's gonna feel soothing to my knee because it's inflamed or whatever and they they continued to pray and i felt a pop on my hip on my hip not thinking about this being skeptical call me george and um <laughs> then the pain was gone and i'm like all right well his hand was warm you know it's weird and i don't feel any pain but it'll come back after this and the next day i woke up no pain Day after day after day, today, no pain. Once in a while, rainy day, pain. I'm like, oh, God, well, thank you for the reprieve. If it comes back, I understand. No pain. Now, the coincidence of that timing and my skepticism, you know, and other paired with other events, I just can't deny it. It would be dumb, you know? And, I mean, visions and, and hearing things. And I've actually had a physical event after someone died. It wasn't speaking to me, but it was like, Maybe I was too dense or something. I had, <laughs> I felt an energy like, oh my God, I was in a shower. You ever have that freaky moment in a shower where your eyes are covered and you think. Yeah, you're going to have to fight someone naked. Yeah, yeah you, yeah, you think here's an intruder. Yeah. Well, I and felt. You're like, Do I have to fight this person naked? Because I don't want to. Right. <laughs> right. Well, so soaps in my eyes or whatever. I'm like, oh my God. And I ducked at the same time, the, the shower caddy or whatever just. Fell off, like like exploded everywhere. This is the scariest off. moment ever, yeah. And so this is right after my wife's mom passed away, like oh. the day after. 
Mm-hmm. And it was just sort of weird. She might. Th- this is. It's a little weird. That's a little right? freaky. But it was her house we were living in, and then like sometime after that, her sister was visiting, and we're all in the living room, and a glass that was sitting on a stove exploded. You can rationalize these things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, tub sure. with encasement shakes. But for me to predict that was weird. And for a glass sitting on a a, a glass stovetop, you can say, uh, you know, stove wasn't on. But maybe mm. the suction, the condensation of the water in the glass top exploding. But the so I could skepticize all these yeah, things, yeah, yeah. or I could start accumulating this system and saying, God. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. It's almost yeah, like no. a nag just saying, just just a little bit, believe in the spiritual world. Yeah. yeah. And no. I do. Let me be honest. Let me be honest, George. I really do believe that there is a spiritual side to things. I do believe that there is a creator. However, going all the way back around to what we first started, I just don't believe that person is Yahweh. I believe that the West, the evangelical church and the Western church at whole has been somehow mis misdirected into believing that Yahweh is the creator of all. I think he's just a political God for the Israelites. Before we, But I do believe in things like Mike was talking about. Yeah. I absolutely do, because I've experienced be, I think there's shortcuts. You guys, I feel like, Wait. are you just fine? Sorry, Juice, go ahead. Oh, so, uh, but before we progress, let's, do a, let's open oh, our, last, our last beer. Our last beer. Right. You, you got to <laughs> introduce it, right? Yep. This Our last beer of the night is a very well-known beer, at least on this part of the United yeah. States. Yinling. This is their traditional lager. Um... I actually introduced this beer because it's become a favorite of mine for several reasons. One, it's actually a decent beer. Okay, um, not my favorite, um, but it's it's far from not my favorite. But on top of this, <laughs> yeah, I do always stock it here in the man cave. So it, it is, is a good man. It is beer. always available, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, but on top of that, the company. I love the company. It's a, a real, true American company. Isn't it like one of the oldest breweries? It, it is America's oldest brewery. Is it? Okay. But on top of it being America's oldest brewery, uh, they have been supporting the American families in their area for several generations, still owned by the same family that started it. It's not a corporation. It's still owned by the same family. This is a family that's so dedicated to taking care of people that during Prohibition, they started an ice cream factory so that it could, so that their their families wouldn't go out of work. So I mean, what's I've, the what's the family's name? Do you know? It's on the can. Yingling is <laughs> yeah. their last name. Yeah. So American. <laughs> well, they're from Germany, believe it or not. Uh, believe it or not, that's actually actually German. It's another amber. Yeah. It is an oh, amber. Now. Three for three. Oh. oh. See, how do you not oh, believe? No, how do you no, not no. believe, George? <laughs> <laughs> Sign me up. Let's go to church. <laughs> it's a. Uh, it's a. Uh, uh, hold on. Let me pop it up. And it is an ABV of four point five, and only, only sixteen yeah. on the IBU. This is actually so. pretty close to yours at the yeah. beginning. Yeah. It's uh to me this was sort of. I would say gateway out of Bud Light. That's that's, that's actually funny. well put, well mm-hmm. put. And I, I will say this too: I have not Hater. dived into their IPA yet. They do make an IPA. Um, I plan on trying that over the next week or two. Uh, but their their black and tan mm-hmm. is phenomenal. It's actually really really good. It is. Yeah. I put it as uh, it's not as I won't put it on Guinness level because Guinness is its own level. That's like the god of of porter, right? <laughs> oh. Um, oh yeah, big, uh... Uh, uh, Guinness is Guinness. You you can't mess with Guinness. But 
it's not far behind at like at all. I, I would I would truly if I did if I didn't have access to Guinness, I would be happy with their uh, their porter, which we don't have tonight. Tonight's the lager, the amber, amber, yeah, amber <laughs> all around. Amber night, so yeah. it's fitting. Yeah, and I didn't mean to insult even Bud Light. You know, I'll I'll drink Bud Light too. But you hate Bud Light. <laughs> no, but no, it so is much. it is pretty. To, it, to it's be like, honest, he hates Bud to, Light. To be, he to, hates people that drink Bud Light. <laughs> to be honest, Mike's actually not that bad. I hate Bud Light. But I'll, 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 <laughs> hates people that drink Bud Light. <laughs> I'll still drink exactly. it if offered to me. You know, I'll still enjoy it. But I enjoy it in the same way I enjoy like a Seven Up. I don't like Seven Up. Yeah, it's horrible for me. Yeah. But if you offer it to me, I'll drink it. Yeah, <laughs> I like Seven Up. If I had yeah. to. Yeah, this is it's just a very casual, you yeah. know, everyday sort of. If you know, after mowing the lawn, it's is good, but yep. it doesn't have the complexity. Like as you start oh, yeah. drinking, well you know, where put. you try to. Well, try to get the notes of, of different yeah. beers. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's it. It's not full bodied, right? You know, it is definitely among the the lawnmower beers. Should really? we say the the yard work mm-hmm. beers? Mm-hmm. Right. You know, quenching nonetheless. Yeah. So, yeah. but it's a good. It's a it's a, it's a nice amber. Actually, the color's phenomenal. It's got a true amber color to it. Um, it is a little heavy, and we're actually using the cans tonight because doggone, I got a really good deal on them. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, believe it or not, the a case only cost me eighteen bucks because it was cans, so hey. can't beat that. Um, Have you ever bought Netty Light? No, <laughs> no I, I refuse. I refuse. That's, <laughs> is that a, next, that's not beer. Oh, that should have. That's definitely going to be my beer, beer next time. Oh, oh I'm totally going to go. Yeah, totally. You, you want us to be sick, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> that's like that's like after you've drank Budweiser. And then peed it out. You put it in a oh, bottle. Geez. That's Natty Light. Wow. <laughs> this is my favorite episode. Does it, like there's so much <laughs> dirtiness coming out of juice tonight? <laughs> it would be cool to go geographic locations of beer. You know, you brought a Cincinnati one That's in. True. You know, it would have been cool to pair it in it, Natty with That's that. That's not a bad yeah. idea. Yeah, That's not a bad idea. Like they do in movies, right? A beautiful mind. We'll do like good. like California beers one night, right? <laughs> we should have done all Alaskan beers tonight. Yeah. Yeah, that's a that's actually right. a great idea. All right. Oh, with okay. Mike's bringing a lot to the table today. He really is. He really is. You know what? I gotta get a high five. So anyway, I'm gonna circle back. Um please do circle. Um let's circle. I think we're having a miracles episode upcoming too i think that's on the table it so. is oh yeah, yeah. that's and the and one cool. hey, I'm, I'm gonna piss everyone off on uh, that episode that's Doug's the one I'm actually for. really cool i've been bringing uh uh doug, doug? Uh, over my you will meet him on our episode he's actually a really cool dude um and and that's saying quite a bit coming from me because i, I i'm just gonna be honest i'm pretty doggone down on most evangelicals because the conversations i have with most evangelicals are less than intellectual <laughs> and coming down to I feel good. Doug is actually... You should get a smart evangelical. Like, that's like why someone I'm, who's super deep. That's what I'm bringing... Doug is actually a very well-researched evangelical. He and knows... He believes he's he, right and he's going to say you're wrong about your... But you know Catholic what? If he, if he does, though, I will take that with a grain of salt because he is a very well-researched uh, evangelical. Are you going to attack him? No. You're gonna, Doug, are you going to ask two questions? Doug why not? Press him. <laughs> You know what? If you don't, I'll be. You could just give me like the questions, I'll and I'll press. press them. Yeah, I'll let you press. I'll let you press. <laughs> and then um, I'll like wink at you guys. I actually like Doug a lot. We get, we get along pretty well. Um, we get along very very well. Actually, we're we're in some some, some similar groups together. Um, very very well researched guy. Has experienced miracles firsthand. 
Um, so that's why I'm bringing him in because he's actually been trained in that side of uh, of Christianity. Where does he stand on the Nephilim? I, you know what? He has no issues with it. Okay. Yeah, he has no issues with it. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Can't remember what I was talking about. Miracles, I think. Miracles. Right? Miracles. Miracles. Afterlife. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I have no problem not knowing why. Like, I don't need to assign a reason why the glass broke. Like, right. it just broke. Like, I'm fine not knowing. Like, you know what? I don't know why it broke. It's so crazy. Shattered. I don't need to, I don't have to, um, I don't nowhere. have to, um, you know, shoot it up to, you know, or chalk it up to I'm sorry. God communicating to me. I'm going to disagree. That's really weird. Okay. I mean, wouldn't the fact you... that a, a glass just explodes right. well, out did, of nowhere. Why didn't he, like, free the Cleveland girls out of that house a couple years earlier instead of breaking this glass? If you could intervene such. Yeah. That is a good question. I mean, if you're, sorry, you're saying he, here's, he's like, uh, here's the thing let's, with let's, that. Let's, let's, like, I'm not saying here's, he did that. I'm saying a spiritual realm did that, honestly. Uh, right, right. And, and honestly, I mean, when it comes realm. to... Well, what, what can we define spiritual realm? Oh, I'm glad you brought that oh, up because yeah. this is a point I you love to make. You don't watch make. Stranger Things? Love Stranger <laughs> Things. There you go. Don't How many dimensions do you believe right? there? It's the, it's the underverse. Oh, man. It's the underverse. Oh, quantum physics. Here we go. I'm let's, still working on that episode. Let's, yeah, let's spend the next hour of having Juice explain Interstellar to us. <laughs> <laughs> I love Interstellar. That so do I. I just didn't know what was going on. No, that's okay. I didn't bring any bourbon. Well, yeah, like Juice, you. I remember you were trying to talk to me about it, and like, like I liked the movie, it's but I, like you were getting in. I'm like, I have no clue what Juice is talking about yeah, right now. There's actually three papers, like like real academic papers, written on that about on, on black holes. It's a very deep movie. I, I, Interstellar was great. I'm sorry. I don't care if you guys disagree or not. Interstellar was great. <laughs> but I liked Interstellar. But the, the spiritual world, I think Heiser uh, will definitely shed some light on that when he comes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I'm I'm really looking forward to that episode. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, it'll be interesting because, uh, again, I don't deny that there is a spiritual world mm. and or a creator. Right. I just believe that uh, somehow... <laughs> I think it'll shed a lot of light on your. On, yeah, I, on your, I don't believe that Yahweh person stuff. is Yahweh. Yeah, <laughs> I really don't. Even after hearing all of his stuff already. Yeah, so. I would say I had a difficult time because I never heard of the green thread theory. But I always kind of like wait, wait, man. Uh, before you progress, <laughs> the green thread theory is is um, that's my coined phrase. Yeah. So okay. if anybody uses it from here on out, anywhere else outside of Bible of a Bruise, I'm copywriting that. Yeah, we'll probably okay. t-shirt. We'll probably <laughs> make a t-shirt you. here. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> Intellectual property. Um, so yeah, I had an issue with. It seemed like even he recruited Moses, and then Moses was threatened. You know, he was going to kill Moses, and then so it was a very lot. You know, of of God in the Old Testament killing people that were supposedly part of his story, and I did have a hard time with that. But Why did he want to kill Moses? Because uh, Moses didn't want to go into Egypt. He was dragging his feet. And and then so that actually happened. So God was going to kill him. He was going to kill him if then, he didn't. Right. Yeah. Moses actually is is considered chronological story. So it's not considered uh, hyperbole or allegory. So why is he threatening to kill him? Because he didn't listen to him. He was not going to go back. He had speech problems, and every time God was going to give him, you know, he said, hey, "All right, we'll send your brother in because he's better with words." Um, and Moses just didn't want to do it. So yeah. his wife basically stood up for him to God and God said, okay, we won't kill him. Well, and don't forget, Moses is coming from a culture that was actually very pagan too. So, 
Um, if you look around, it was, I mean, so Moses is one of those characters that I find interesting because he's very human. He's very, very human. He's like, he's what we would do in those situations. That's the guy, right? It's like, yeah, I would have done what Moses did. You know, like he gets to Egypt and even though it's his half sister, he tells Pharaoh, that's just my sister. We're not married or anything. It's like, doggone it. I probably would have done that too. <laughs> but that, that raises a great point though, actually, Mike, because at that point we have to say to ourselves, morality is based on, on whether or not we just obey the command or not. And because Moses was not willing to just obey blind orders, God was going to kill him. Seems like yeah. there's a lot of that in the Bible, ain't there? Of, yeah. Yeah. But, the, yeah. but I also think all messages <clears throat> in the Bible make more than one point and speak to more than one person. Agreed. And one thing that I believe wholeheartedly is anytime you do walk apart from God and in sin or, or disobedient to God, not that he'll strike you dead at that moment, but you could endanger yourself and, and kind of die prematurely because you're not following his path. Although if you do follow his path, you know, you could be persecuted and killed. <laughs> so I will say, <laughs> but I would much rather, you know. <laughs> Let's much, see, how do I want to die? Do I rather, obey? Do I not right. obey? Okay. Look, we all die someday. Die <laughs> right. So yeah, it's complex and I can see that. And I think it's normal for anybody to struggle. But I, I do think like, get your lesson out of it. If you can, there's probably a lesson in there and look at the picture. Cause it's not, we're not always meant to probably judge all the decisions, but there's education and you can at least mirror yourself, do some reflection. I appreciate and respect your acknowledgement uh, that it is complex and that it sends mixed messages. Yeah. But I think that's because it, you know, it's confusing to us. Let's say, you ever hear those throat singers that can hit multiple pitches, yeah. treble and bass, multiple frequencies at the same time? We don't know how to tell. We don't know how to take that. So coming from an eternal being, I, I fully expect confusion and, and misunderstanding. You know what? And that's a good point. That's something that both the Catholic and the Orthodox have said for a very long time, is that we go into it with our very limited mental capacity saying... Well, God should have done this and should have done that, and you know this is what I would have done. But at the same time, we don't come from somebody who can see time front and back, somebody who can understand what's happening interdimensionally. You know how many things are taking place at the same time. Mm-hmm. It very well. Okay, I'll liken this to the latest Marvel movie, Ooh. <laughs> which was great. Tell us All right. Else. Okay. Or so, too. so George. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Did it not surprise you when Doctor Strange handed the stone to Thanos? Yeah, initially it did, but I understood okay. afterwards. I got it. But did you understand it? Are you yes, sure? Yes, I did understand sure? it because he knew that was the only way for the the. He said he looked at what like fourteen million different possibilities, right. mm-hmm. and yeah. only one they became successful. And that one right. that was successful meant that he had to give yeah. him the time. Stone. Oh wait, so you're saying he had to sacrifice himself and a whole bunch of people in order to make the future come out where people will Ooh, actually survive? Oh, oh. Are we gonna end it? And then I said it just burns me again. <laughs> and this concludes our. And I said, Thank you, Bob Thank, Thank you, Geekdom. This is, <laughs> this is a spoiler alert. I haven't seen it, but oh. what? <laughs> Sorry, go. <what, laughs> can you un- unpack that a bit? So, so, so 
Doctor Strange. I mean, there's gonna be a whole lot of spoilers. Do you want? That's right? really good. Are you point. sure you want me to unpack That's it? That's a really good point, like to yeah. cut out of this biblical. But I, I yeah. believe in not spoiling movies. Oh, I'm good because I never plan on watching. it. <laughs> okay, good. Okay, so try to Doctor Strange has the stone that allows him to pass back and forth within mm-hmm. time. All right, that's that's the power. It's he a very has. powerful stone. It really is. We do okay. have to announce spoiler. Can we edit in? Oh, oh yeah. Okay, so let's edit this in. Spoiler boing. No, no, nope, nope. That's patented. Hold on, hold on. Just spoilers. Spoilers. Spoilers, spoilers. spoilers oh. are coming yeah. for the Avengers Infinity War. So what does the stone represent? So the stone actually allows him to pass back and forth within time. Okay. So he sat there and meditated in time, and he went through over 14 million different scenarios that allowed him to see all the possible outcomes, and he said only one allowed them to survive. And after that... He handed the stone to Thanos. So there's other things that took place, of course, too. But he handed the stone to Thanos, which lets all of us know that was the only way, somehow, that allows everything else to work out in the future. Okay, so how do you relate that spiritually because, to topic? Because Thanos then proceeds to wipe out one half of all living things in the universe, including Doctor Strange himself, who handed the stone to him. So... Somehow, that's going to work out. But only Doctor Strange, who knew what was going to happen later in time, knew that that sacrifice he made and everybody else made would actually allow them to survive later. So, us watching the movies, we're mm-hmm. all like, oh my god, you're killing these people. Half, basically, half the world died a snap of the universe. Oh, half the universe. Yeah, because <laughs> now it's not just Earth, but... Okay. Um, so everybody watching the movie is like, oh my god, how could this happen? And everybody in the movie, as they were dying, couldn't comprehend why it's happening. We're, we're scared and freaked out, you know, so. But. But yeah, it happened does. because. Because Thanos, good. Th- yeah, right. Thanos wanted all the stones so that he could wipe out half of all the universe to allow the other half of the universe to live peacefully and without poverty and without war. Okay, so this is where I'm getting at. So you're saying Yahweh... Mm -hmm. Somehow in his divine judgments can see back and forth in time and did what he did in order to allow everything else on the other side to come out the right way. Okay. I see what you're saying. Big picture. This is where I... This is... I mean, you know, again, I feel like I'm beating the same dead dog with a stick here. (laughs) But, you know, to me that says that Yahweh is not the overall omnipotent creator because it's a lot of work to do if he has all powers already and he has not truly given us free will but because if he saw that there are a million potential different outcomes and we could only choose the one why even create humanity to do that to go through that just so that he can be glorified now thank you now that brings me back to my article that i'll endorse right here (laughs) because in the article which which overlaps actually with quantum theory um how would God know, would Yahweh know, how would he know what anything would happen? How can he see any timeline without inception? So he would have to create everything in order to know how it's going to come out. Does anyone need me to explain the movie Inception to him? <laughs> well, no, because this actually, Inception just means beginning. So in my articles, I argue... <clears throat> That even though he's the omnipotent creator of the universe, there's no way that he could have known how anything will turn out until he started 
creation because you can't see the end of a timeline until the timeline is created. Yeah, I, I, I would agree with that. This is what yeah. I'm saying is that then let's, uh, let's call it what it is. I mean, this, this taking over these people's land didn't work out so well. So now we have to do this. It's not like God is allowing this to happen. Yahweh is commanding it to happen. Yahweh is just not standing in the background no. saying, hey, let me see what you guys are going to do. Then I'll work behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Yahweh is the one directing it, right? Right. But in that respect, I see Yahweh almost like Dr. Strange, where he's like, he says, yeah, you know what? I have to wipe these guys out because they're breeding with my other dimensional beings. Okay, I, yeah, and if yeah, I yeah. don't stop it now, there will be no humans in the future. I agree with you. I can see that's Yahweh's thinking. Mm-hmm. At that point, he is a military commander. He is not the creator yeah, of the universe. Actually, yeah. But how does that differentiate him from being the creator of the universe? Because he <laughs> created all the other people that he's wiping out. He did. That have but all of a sudden this, have no this, value? This is also the argument for freedom of thought, for, for allowing humans to have free will. This is, this is where... This is, this is where it actually parlays. This is where it goes. This is actually where freedom of choice goes. This is the rub that I have with it, is that I feel like Yahweh is more of a political god to the Israelites versus... He's a national god, I should, I should say, because all the other nations around them had their own gods. I would say that except that he persecuted his own people as much as he did anybody else. <clears throat> the ones that didn't do what he exactly. wanted them to do. Exactly. Yeah. Once again, why? Because he knew where it would lead. Yeah. Well, a lot of military commanders have done that throughout the years. Absolutely. So, from our limited standpoint... So we're saying the same thing, Aaron. I think we are. <laughs> Air 5. Whoa! <laughs> um, from our limited standpoint, we see him as being less than what he should be. But, follow the timeline, mm. he has no idea what's going to happen... Until he creates. Okay. Once he creates, he has to allow free will because you can't love without free will. Okay. Right? And I'm with you. Now you have to allow people to make their own decisions. And now he has to alter timelines or alter. Yeah. Alter. In order to at the end have those who he knows will be good people and other beings come out in the end. Alter is a nice way of saying that Yahweh had to learn some things along the way. I see. Now, here's where I differentiate a little bit. I don't think he had to, he had to learn. I think that he had to allow us to learn. Yeah, I agree. I think of Judah with this, you know, like, uh, he said this land is going to be abolished here, unless you guys clean up your act. Judah wanted that to happen. He hated these people, you know, like, so he went in there, sat, argued with God because he saw God change his mind because people were, in fact, repenting, you know, so that, that, at like, that validates free will. Absolutely. God was going to do it. It was up to them whether or not God did it, but God would have done it be, for preservation, you know, and... It's it, and that's a great point yeah, because that's free, a free will to me is kind of a misnomer. But the people of Nineveh, to, oh, to Mike's point, ask to, ask Moses if it was free will yeah. in the moment if God was going to kill him if he didn't do exactly what he said. But to Mike's if point, if someone has a gun to my head and says you're going to do what I say, yeah, or I'm going to kill you, I'm going to be like, all right, I'm choosing to do what you're going to say. But to Mike's point, those were, well, for lack of a better term, mm-hmm. pagans. Okay, 
they were not Jewish believers, you know, when but it comes, they were God's creation. When it comes to Jonah, they they were it was Nineveh. They were God's what creation. Do, what do they know? This is the God that created all of them, yeah, right? But they don't care about that, right? They don't care about that. But he goes there and gives the message, and what happens? They listen. And because they listen, they change their mind. God's like, all right, we're cool. Now, mind you, here's the, here, and here's, here's the part where I hate to say this, where, where evangelicals could probably learn a lesson. How many missionaries did God send in after that? None. <laughs> okay. Okay. But he sent help to them instead. All right. He sent help to them instead, gave them a message. They listened. And he goes, okay, now we're cool. I'm filling in for George here. Now we're cool. It's because it's whales are hard to come by. But notice, <laughs> but notice, wait, wait, hold on. <laughs> big fish. Wait, isn't that E.S. Tell? Oh, okay, big fish. Whales are not fish, isn't, Toby. Isn't that T.S. Eliot? Sh- right? Shamu or whale? Wait, whales weep not, right? right? T.S. Eliot? No, uh, no poet lovers? No, okay, no. anyway. <laughs> got to know your audience for that. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> that one bombed. <laughs> I like poetry. Anyway, T.S. Eliot was great. Anyway, um, <laughs> to his, to Jonah, Jonah went to a pagan people. If God was simply a God of Israel, why would he care about a pagan people? He shouldn't, right? Well, who cares? This is the same Yahweh that you're saying wipes out all Palestinians, right? He, do- I- he didn't. He's, he said, Jonah, go forward. Tell these guys to repent. If they repent, we're cool. Jonah went forward to these pagans, these Palestinians, and he said, repent. And they repented. You mean the Canaanites, is that what you're talking about? Well, yeah, it's the same kind of area, yeah. Okay. <laughs> They're all Mesopotamian. Right? But, uh, and, he, and they did, and they repented. Interesting. And, that, and what happened? The people of Nineveh lived. And then Jesus, years and years and years later, actually uses them as an example. You know, the people of Nineveh will stand up and they will judge you because here is somebody greater than Jonah and you don't listen. So, once again, if you go back, and that is not the only village. I can bring up more villages, by the way. God actually, through his prophets, went to more than one pagan village and said, hey, I'll give you a chance. And they listened and they repented. And I don't think that's equivalent to a gun being held to the head. You no. know what I mean? I, I don't think it's as drastic as that. If they were doing something that was detrimental to God's plan and he told them, hey, there's a better way to live. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like you're simplifying it too much. And I think that it's a disservice in a way that... No, I don't think so. Not when people <laughs> die. He's an ultimatum. He's like, do it or I kill you. So, not, not when people die. But nobody, nobody <laughs> should okay. have to How about to if him. you read an article... Right. What about smoking cigarettes? You know, a lot of people chose not to believe that that causes cancer and kill you. It's true. Bacon. You know, <laughs> all oh. this kind of stuff. People yeah. choose... Is that science? Is that God giving us a gun to the head? Like, don't no, eat this crappy meat? Not Bacon's all. not taking over countries. Some some places well. maybe, but <laughs> bacon doesn't have armies. You know what I mean? No, bacon is far mean, worse than that. It's mixing, very I very subtle. For I, us, for us to say that Yahweh isn't somehow political because he wasn't interested in the lands around him uh-huh. is it, for me. It it's completely whitewashing it. 
Wait, so you're saying that because Yahweh Yahweh was is, not just concerned about the spiritual hearts of the people around him who were not his own people. He was concerned about their land, was he not? No, it was not the land. Because, once again, if you go to all those pagan nations that he was telling to repent of what they were doing, and they, they describe, actually, if you go back and do the historical research, you'll find out that it was fairly heinous stuff. But after they repented, he didn't take their lands over. The prophets walked away. They repented, the prophets walked away. That's it. End of story. What about Canaan? Was that their land? Once again, that's going into the story of the Nephilim. <laughs> that's different. The lands that didn't have the Nephilim, Nineveh didn't have Nephilim, all right? They go forward, they repented. The prophet walked away. Everybody lived. So, once again, if you follow the green thread, <laughs> copyright. So, if you follow that green thread, it's only the times that are intersecting with those beings that this stuff happens. If you follow the rest of the stories, and there's a lot of them, if you follow the rest of the stories, yeah, they don't slaughter them. They walk away from the villages. They leave them in peace. Uh, uh, up until where? Which story in the Bible? In the Old Testament? That's actually throughout the, throughout the Old Testament. There's more, there's more prophets that went to talk to pagan villages. And if they listened, he left them in peace. What about the Persians under Haman? <laughs> 75,000 well we can we can tackle that Once, is that not I would, political I would, I would have to bring myself up on that story again hold on 75 oh, under wow. Haman 75 I'm actually drawing a blank to be honest look I, Wait, you know I get it we, we are always going to have to respectfully disagree under, on this 75 under Haman because I feel like the God of the Old Testament and again Christ in Esther? the New Testament hey, that Haman Esther yeah uh, God's never even mentioned it in Esther. Yeah, I know, but isn't he implied? No, he's never mentioned in Esther ever, not uh, in the whole entire book. In fact, that's why that's why uh, so many Christians have asked to have it removed, is because God's never mentioned in Esther. I would agree, but somehow it's celebrated as a you know a triumph for God, and that's because of the Jewish. Yes, because but that's a whole Esther. Other Esther actually ends up saving the Jewish people, um, and believe it or not. Yahweh is in the story, but only once you go through and you do cross-examination inside Hebrew, um, uh, what's, it, what's it, what's the name of the, of the code? It's, uh, oh, it's escaping me. There, there, there is, um, is it equal number? Hold on. Hmm. Anyway, Yahweh is in the text. If you look in Hebrew, okay, and you, and you use a coding system. It's totally escaping me right now. You know, I'm like flunking horribly. The, the Missler stuff, the Bible codes, and all that. It's not Missler. Missler actually pulled and, and showed it, but it's actually not Missler's material. Mm. Um, but yes, equal distance letter Some, sequencing. Equal. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Equal distance letter sequencing. So he actually is in the text. Okay. But it's only once you go through the coding system that you see it. Well, of, of course, he's okay. implied in the text among Jewish, yes, scholarship. But and Jewish he's never priests. he's never given as an impetus behind every anything in the story. Yeah, anywhere didn't this is where they so. sent spies, and some spies said, "No, we're not going in there." No, yeah. no, no. We're talking about Esther. A different one. Esther. We're talking okay. about Esther. Esther, where where she goes and and she actually seduces Xerxes and. Oh, oh Esther. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, my big picture point. Yahweh, God of the Old Testament. Jesus, God of the New Testament, right? Yeah. Their teachings are at odds. 
Are they not? Until you get to Ananias and Sapphira. Thank you, Mike. In the Old <laughs> Testament, in the Old Testament, we are to subdue, slaughter, kill the enemy. Christ tells us to pray for our enemies. But only, once again, only those it, who come from the Nephilim. If you go back and you look at anything that wasn't Nephilim laden, once again, Nineveh and all those villages, God leaves them alone. Yeah. Once they repent, that's it. They're done, and they walk away, and everything's fine. I, I, again, though, but are are the teachings different? They're not yeah, different. But... They're not different. Okay. Aren't <laughs> the right. aren't the times different too? Though, like, um, I mean, what was Israel gonna do? Who were they gonna conquer? Were they established? I don't know. Maybe God didn't. Ha- maybe the plan was fulfilled with the conquesting. That's, that's a good question. Are the times different? Are the times different today? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would say they're quite different today. <laughs> but, yeah. Do you? I mean, I mean, I, I can I can pull up most uh, most uh, anything on my phone right now. So I'd say times are definitely. Way, I can pull you up some Jewish changed. articles that can, that compare the Palestinians to Amalekites. And I would not disagree with that. Right. And so let me tell you that from the people who are being persecuted today in the Middle East would yes. not say the times are different. They're going to say what happened way long ago is still happening, and the same people are still justifying it with their well, crazy interpretations of the Old Testament. But that is is that any different than evangelicals talking about raptures no. and stuff? No, it's not. And, and it's and, largely and, I mean, fun, uh, supported by the evangelicals. I, I mean, evangelicals come in talking about how, how Jesus is going to come down as, as this great spiritual military leader and, re- and totally wipe out anybody who doesn't believe. And Wait, they're saying the same things the Jewish leadership was saying in the first century. They were wrong, so I'm going to assume that the modern evangelical is also wrong because they're, they're saying the same thing that the Jewish leadership was saying. So God, or Jesus, Yahweh, Yahushua, um, this, yeah. they, he said the same thing then that he's saying now, so I'm going to say that his message is probably correct. This is where I would like to get a, a Semitic person. Uh, and I don't just mean Jewish because they're not the only Semitic people. We can bring Cleo back in. <laughs> right, exactly. Somebody who's a Semitic. Um, and ask them, you know, if they're Palestinian or not. Actually, I do know some Palestinian people. Um, Khalil is actually Palestinian. Is he really? Yeah. If they value these Old Testament stories. He does to a degree. <clears throat> like, yeah, uh, he's an exception, though. I don't know if I would, I would count on him for like a... a or, uh, to speak for a people. You know what I mean? Because he yeah. kind of came up with yeah. his own flavor of things or any i just want to see yeah, what to their degree. what their outlook on these t- on these yeah. stories that we so desperately need yeah i want to see how they value it it's you know not, what i mean not a bad thought yeah not a bad thought at all actually i would, I would love the conversation yeah okay so let's let's look for that okay so everybody everybody has their homework scout out somebody of uh of Islamic descent. So skeptics Corner, George. We'll worry you there at last. And we'll, we'll bring them into a, into a future Skeptics Corner. So the one thing I can take away from this is uh, in order to understand the spiritual realm, go watch Infinity War <laughs> and, and watch how the timeline will be manipulated in the next movies. Yeah, no, I, I definitely do concur in the spiritual world. I do. No doubt about it. So we're Skeptics Corner 2. Uh, George, any last thoughts? Come on, George, leave us with something. Something, oh something. Gosh, Play the scene. Wow. Play the scene. Yeah, why are you like- I have to say, I'm really glad God didn't strike you dead when you were saying, he's not going to do anything he anymore. He ain't. He ain't. I'm praying for do you. Do something. I'm praying for you. Do something Miracles about it. Do right something about it. Just- 
Yeah, That's okay. Might just cancel out your evil thoughts. So, <laughs> Gumby, anything? You're welcome. Uh, you know what? I appreciate that. You know, these conversations can't just exist. I mean, there's a lot of places in church. I mean, I I don't know any church that would even allow these types of thoughts. Yeah. In conversations, uh, to even happen. Right. Especially that one you're gonna edit out. Which one? <laughs> oh, those, yeah, exactly that one. But uh, yeah, so the fact that we could even have that, and um, I mean, that's that's healthy. Yeah, I think that's healthy. I think this is turning into into a really cool pod. Every segment of it is turning into a really cool podcast because we've got the skeptic, yep. we've got the evangelical. All right. <laughs> We've got Gumby, who is a little borderline everything. I a think a recovering evangelical. I yeah. guess I don't know when I am. And me, who has been in quite quite a journey, traveling back into Catholicism. Oh man! Now, now, in my defense, I'm I'm going into the Byzantine side predominantly at the moment, but but I have you know full respect traveling that road right now, and I think that we should bring David McCordy for a future episode in that because would be fun. That would be a great episode. So. But, uh, hey, from all of us, make sure you check us out on BibleofABruise.com, uh, Tumblr, Twitter, Instagram, Google+, you name it, we are there. Have a great night. Have a good night. It's nothing taboo over brew. Good night. So long.